Robert Sumner, your host. Thanks for joining us again today. We appreciate our listeners, whether they're live or, well, actually, they're all alive, but whether they're <laughs> listening live or whether they're doing this through the podcast, which, as many of our listeners know, is one of the ways that or most most of the people who listen to us come that way. Kurt, if you'll, if you'll, let, me, if you'll let me interrupt you for just one second. Um, yes, sir. I'm at the studio, and I just I want to, one, thank you for putting on a great show that if people Google land surveying radio or web radio, land surveying, anything about the NSPS hour or anything about uh, NSPS radio, whatever, you, and you've done it with your guests and putting together great shows every week, you are number one on Google. Uh, people can come up on uh, the Google homepage if they, if they enter the topic land surveying or land surveying radio. Uh, your name, the show, NSPS Hour, is right up there at the front. I think you even confirmed this uh, by checking it on your computer and Googling it. Google is the number one search engine in the in the country and in the world, I think. And uh, it is exciting for me to say that uh, not only are you on the Google homepage with that topic, but you're also like the first four or five listings on Google, which uh, search engine optimization, you are the extreme example of success. And uh, America's Web Radio, I'd just like to thank you, and we appreciate you. Appreciate it, David. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure today to have with me some gentlemen who are with a company whose acronym is PTFS, and I'm going to let them explain to you what that means exactly. But um, I met uh, Quinn Hazelton during our recent uh, conference and had a chance to talk with him about the company, and it was intriguing to me what you guys are doing. So I knew that our listeners would be interested to hear about what, what you're doing, what your products are, and, and how that might apply to, to them and their businesses. So, Quinn, I'm going to turn it over to you to let you introduce the guest, and then I think John's going to start with talking about the company a little bit. Great. Well, Kurt, first, thank you uh, for letting us come on your show, and it was a pleasure getting to meet you, and congratulations on your uh, being recognized as the number one surveying radio by Google. Uh, that's quite an accomplishment. So on the call today, it's uh, me, myself, Quinn Hazleton, and then we have John Yokely, who's our CEO, and Dan Quinn is joining us as well, and he's our vice president of marketing, and uh, he's a lead on business development. And then we have John Sievert, who... Uh, John and I, we are account executives, so we are, you know, constantly reaching out to customers. Uh, we go to most of the trade shows, so that's you know where we met you, and uh, we're looking forward to being on your podcast. Thanks, I appreciate it. So, John, if you would uh, let us know about the company. Great. It's uh, nice to be on the radio today. It's a beautiful day. We're outside of uh, Washington D.C. in North Bethesda, Maryland. Sun's shining here. I don't know where most of your listeners are, but they're probably from all over the country. So, so um, we have uh, our facilities in North Bethesda, uh, and the company started in 1995 with just a handful of people uh, as Progressive Technology Federal Systems, which uh, now we just use the acronym PTFS. We went, we were in business for a number of years, and. Um, we started doing mostly federal work, but as time went on, we uh, moved on to commercial, state and local, and other 
uh, and other clients, commercial as well. And so we just uh, started using the acronym PTFS, and that's kind of what we go by today. We started the company in 95 as a content management company, although in 1995 that term hadn't been created yet. It was called document management or digital asset management, but it was all wrapped around managing digital data as opposed to physical data, so, uh, which we also manage. So, so people are used to going into a library and now and looking up systems that, in fact, uh, find where their locations of their books are. And now, of course, uh, in 2017, you go on the web and you look up uh, the data before you go to your library and you can even check it out before you get there and so forth. But in 1995, it was a very different situation. We were just starting to have digital, lots of digital material come around. Um, scanning technology has been had been created, but it was very fledgling. The internet had been created, but it wasn't very well utilized yet, and there was no such thing as a web browser in 1995. So we started doing building content management systems and services, and it was difficult because the technology at, it, at that time, the bandwidth was poor, uh, data storage was really expensive. Um, but we made it work, and as time went on, we used technology to advance the trade craft such that um, we're now able to do uh, what we can do today on, on the World Wide Web. And I'll just go a little bit of a timeline here. In the late 90s, um, we, we started off with, uh, with building big content management systems. Our first big break was for a newspaper, the Chicago Tribune, and we literally scanned millions and millions and millions of hard copy newspaper from microfilm and clippings um, and made that available online, which was the dot-com era. The Chicago Tribune used that to create revenue. Um, we, we progressed and, and used the system that we built primarily for the Chicago Tribune and genericized that, and that was called archivalware, and we rebuilt archivalware a couple different times um, and the last time was in 2005, and we did a big digital library repository for the library. Um, in 2010, we um, started working for a federal government agency called the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, and that's where we created the world's first geo-CMS, or geospatial CMS, where we um, allow you to geotag data so that you can use a base map to be able to retrieve it. Now, everyone's used to that on their cell phones today, but uh, 10 years ago, it was a very novel idea when we were starting it, and, uh, and of course, it's mainstream now. Um, and I'll fast forward all the way to present time. Uh, so in, in 2015, we rebranded Archivalware as Novation, and, we have, and Dan's going to talk about our suite of products in just a couple of minutes. Um, and in 2016, we went live with a GeoCMS content management system, which utilized land records for the city of San Diego. And that's, so, that's our history for 22 years, kind of just in a couple minutes. It sounds like in, in reading information about the company and what you're doing, there's a lot of application in the things that you're doing as it relates to what all of our listeners do. You know, we deal with, with imagery LIDAR, obviously land records. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on, and that's one of the reasons I was so interested in having you guys on the show to open up all of those those types of um, issues for the audience. I, it was interesting when you were talking about back in 95, the status of where uh, 
technology was and equipment, uh, it made me remember the launch, lunchbox-sized cell phone that I sat in the seat of my car back in those days. <laughs> so things have changed all, all up and down the line, for sure. So um, maybe we we'll want to have Dan now talk for a bit. Yeah, sure. Dan, Dan will talk a little bit about um, our product and service mix, and um, and he's been with us for about uh, eleven or twelve years now. So he's uh, he's very well versed, not only in the company, but but as well as all the different projects we've done over the years. Okay. So thank you, John. So this is Dan Quinn speaking, and I wanted to briefly describe both our products and services that we provide to the market. On the product side, we have three products. The first is Novation. It's in the content management system family, and it's designed to manage what we call unstructured content. So that could be born digital content like an email, a Microsoft Word document, or others. It also manages digitized formats like a PDF or a JPEG, and even things like imagery and social media Anything that doesn't fit in a database would be unstructured content, and it provides a way for you to store, manage, search, and discover for future dissemination all of this unstructured content. A second product, Bibliovation, does everything that Novation does, but it also manages what we call physical content. So at a library where you have books, maps, journals, things like that that will never be digital, it allows you to look those up, um, much like the old card catalog days. So you, under one interface, you can manage both your physical and your digital content. And finally, we have Droneware. And Droneware is really innovation under the hood. It's designed to manage all of the drone content. So you fly a drone, you might collect video or, or photos or LIDAR, and once you bring the drone down, you need a place to offload that content, to store it, manage it for future search, discovery, and dissemination, and Droneware does that. In addition to the products, we have a range of services, um, including digitization. So we digitize a wide range of content. Normally, people think about digitizing paper and converting PDFs, and we do that, but we will work with a wide range of media types, including microfilm, microfiche, books, maps, drawings, and other content that's hard copy but needs to be converted to digital format. A second service is that we build really big content management systems, either with or without our product, and a good example is a program at what is now called the Government Publishing Office, and we designed an application to store all federal publications dating back to the birth of our country. It's a public site. You can go look up publications today in that site. It's a five-petabyte repository, and it's quite a, a, a massive undertaking that's received a number of government accolades for being a best practice system. And then finally, we have a group that provides professional support services. So there are times when the government decides to outsource an operation and we'll bid on staffing and running and operating that entire operation. And so that's what our professional support services does. So thank you very much for your time today and that's a quick recap of our product and service offering to the marketplace. I'm beginning to think you guys must have practiced this because we're about a minute away from our first break. So that that has fit 
fit really well into to our conversation today. And I know we're going to be talking further about the possibilities for for even our listeners to to utilize your your products and services. It sounds like you you've done a great job in and development and been on the forefront of all of these things moving forward and uh, so I'm, I'm particularly interested in learning more about about some of the things that you're doing and and how it will apply not only to your the sectors you're working in now but i'm sure even to the people in our business as we're becoming more online with utilization utilization of drones and and lots of other content management things that we're seeing and and we mentioned land records a little earlier, and we'll talk about that later. And I, I'm looking at it from an archival perspective, as a retired surveyor, not knowing what to do with all of his all of his data that I have to hang on to in case I ever get sued. So that's another topic, and we'll talk about that and other things when we come back from the break. So let's go to break, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. All Attention, right, surveyors! Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not... Get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com, that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. I don't know if we mentioned it, but I think somewhere in in the dialogue that was going on with uh, with John and Dan in the first section, I think the mention, there was some mention of a San Diego project that you guys had done that that Quinn, I know uh, you and John Siever want to talk about. Yeah, uh, I'll go ahead and, and start on that. So John and Dan, they did a good job of mentioning um, you know many of our past projects, but one of our most recent implementations was with uh, the County of San Diego out in California. And so uh, we actually met them about a year and a half ago um, at the Esri User Conference. I'm sure many of your listeners are familiar with Esri. It's one of the largest geospatial companies in the world. And, oh, yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, so we began speaking with San Diego, um, and they had an old survey record system. And so it was a web-based application where somebody in the public or, uh, you know, an engineering company or, you know, anybody in San Diego County who needed a old survey record or land record, uh, they could go on this website and they could run a quick search or a geospatial search and they could um, find the document they're looking for or associate it with a parcel and then they could um, they could do one of two things. They could drive into the um, government office and pick up a printed out version of the survey or they could um, call in 
tell the person, you know, the person at the county desk who's answering the phone, they could tell them which uh, survey records they wanted, and then that employee could either um, mail them a hard copy of the survey or they could send them an, uh, a download link, and they'd be able to download the survey. But it was a very complicated process um, that, you know, involved people's time and uh, state employees answering the phone, going back into a uh, you know, filing cabinet and pulling out these old records. And so they wanted, and well, part of the system is it was uh, established on, it was built on Microsoft Silverlight, which has actually um, reached its end of life support. So Microsoft's not even really supporting that product anymore. So they came to a point where they needed a new system, and they found us. And they wanted to change a few things, and they wanted to integrate with an e-commerce system as well as integrate with ArcGIS. And so that's uh, essentially what we did for them. We, um, you know, we tweaked our product a little bit to, uh, you know, fit their design and, and everything San Diego wanted. They gave us a list of requirements, and we met those. And we integrated with their uh, Esri server. So it has, you know, the same look and feel as ArcGIS, but then we brought our full-text search capabilities uh, as well as our geospatial searching. All those capabilities is what we brought, you know, to the ArcGIS server. And when I say full-text searching, um, I mean, when we run a search, we can search over every word of every page of every document. So if I, um, you know, scanned in a survey document to, or, you know, a land record or, you know, a deed, whatever it was, if I scan that in uh, on ingest to our system, we do what's called OCRing, which is optical character recognition. And so it basically, you know, when you take a when you scan a document, you're basically taking a picture of the document. So you can't really search on those words. But the OCR it creates a text file on top of the image, so it's an image text PDF, and then you can actually search on the text of those words. Um, you know, so if you have a parcel number, an address, or you know, on any of those documents you scan, you can just search by that parcel number or the address or the name or uh, tax ID or whatever it is, and you'll get a highlight on the scanned document. And so that brings, uh, you know, really rich search functionality when you have a million documents and you need to find just one. Um, and so that's really where we stand out among some of our competitors is our rich search capabilities and making all that old data, you know, useful. And, Certainly, our yeah, uh, our members are familiar with ESRI, of course, Esri. Um, yep. we we've actually done a couple of joint efforts with them over time, and and that that show is just unbelievable oh, <laughs> in yeah. terms of the number of people and and the size of the the exhibit hall and the whole thing. So it's it's really on a huge scale. But uh, our our listeners are going to be particularly interested in what you're talking about now because. A lot of counties across the country have some type of capability for people to go in and get research. I'm not sure how many of them have the whole thing about getting the text files, though, that, that, that you were talking about, um, because obviously that's a big part of the, of the research process for surveyors. Mm-hmm. That we're going, we're looking at those survey records. We're looking at deeds. We're looking at all the things that have applied to a particular piece of property. Um, so this, this sounds like a, a really good way, and I don't know how widespread this kind of thing is or if you guys are the only vendors doing this or whatever, but I can just see going down the road where there's a huge demand for this kind of thing just for no other reason than the county courthouses being overrun with paper documents, so to speak. Yeah, 
Um, and then, so I think maybe John might want to elaborate a little bit more on, um, so you mentioned you don't necessarily work with too many text documents, but a lot of the stuff we have in, um, or a lot of the stuff San Diego has in their system is engineering drawings and stuff like that. And we can actually overlay an engineering drawing um, or, you know, a plat drawing or a subdivision drawing. We can actually overlay that hand-drawn document on the base map as well um, using, like, a transparency filter. And it's actually uh, it's pretty cool. I don't know if John wants to mention a little bit about that as well yeah, as... that'd be helpful. be interesting information. Yeah, as well as maybe, sure. you know... Yeah, as well as maybe how, um, you know, there's various ways how we can get documents into the system um, with hot folders or, you know, drag and drop. I don't know if John wants to touch on any of that. Yeah, that would certainly be of interest. Yeah, sure, I can uh, elaborate a little bit. So, uh, Quinn, good job on the uh, uh, the overall summary. Is, it's good, and uh, it covers a lot of big points. I think yeah, the, the, main, the main goal of this project was to bring in... Uh, all of the GIS features, we want to make all of them available. Um, the GIS department is very powerful. They create a lot of very useful information that is necessary to a lot of researchers and engineers and surveyors. So we wanted to bring our document, uh, our search and retrieval capability, and tie it together with their GIS. And it, it had to be easy to use. Uh, untrained people are coming in here, and, and they want to be able to find what they're looking for. They want to be able to – they know the parcel number. They know – a specific document or a plat. They know where to start. So we wanted to provide that um, in a much easier fashion, um, make it uh, very search and discoverable um, and easy to find. That, that's the main uh, premise of the project. And then all these other things bolt into it and, and, and make it even more powerful than it is. Um, and this was actually a really exciting project for us. Um, So to start, uh, a user can come in to the system. Um, they can look up a parcel number, and we integrate it with their parcel database. So every parcel in the county of San Diego is in the system. Uh, then you can, you know, it's as simple as click and drag. You zoom down to the map, and you click on a parcel, and it tells you anything and everything that lived or a do any document that's related to that parcel number, uh, which is very powerful because it could be, a map of the entire region. It could be uh, a parcel map that had multiple parcels in it. It could be a single one. It could be uh, all kinds of different things that are related to that parcel um, and quickly narrow down. One of the things that, that I have a particular interest in, and I know that our, our listeners do too, um, is trying to figure out a way, and it sounds like you guys may have a solution for that, to get actual survey drawings, so survey plats into a system where they don't already exist. And, and the reason I, I bring that up is, by and large, survey documents that are prepared for a particular client, say it's a landowner who wants their land surveyed, that, that survey, that document, all that information, generally speaking, does not go into any county or city records. It stays in the surveyor's file or there's a copy of it with the owner or whatever uh, and may, it may get referenced in a deed somewhere but the actual drawing itself most of the time in today's world doesn't ever get into the system so I'm, I'm really interested in, in what you guys are doing because it seems as though if surveyors even provided a paper copy of their of their plat to go along 
this is a good way to integrate it, where in the past, attaching those kind of documents to deeds and that type of thing seemed to be a difficult thing to do. So I don't know if I'm off base in, in thinking that way or not, but it just seems to me this is an opportunity. The whole technology you're talking about is an opportunity for more actual surveys being attached to deeds and other documents in a, in a county or whatever the jurisdiction is record system so that if I'm a surveyor and I'm going out to survey somebody's land, I could actually see where somebody else had been there and done the work rather than just go out on the project and understand that somebody had been there but have no idea who it was or where to find their information. So it sounds like what you're doing would would make that easier. Oh, most definitely. Um, and even loading data into the system, loading different files is a, as simple as drag and drop and then maybe add a, a field, um, type in a quick field or, or the parcel number. Uh, being able to geo-reference documents on the map is, is another thing that we, we simplified uh, and made that easy to do. Um, so bringing in documents, uh, putting them into the system to make them available, there's obviously there's, we have multiple ways to do that, but um, the drag and drop feature for one-offs, like if a surveyor goes out and does his work and then uh, you know wants to bring all that data into the system, it's very easy to do, and then it's accessible to anybody. Uh, you know, it could be, you can open up to the public or uh, working in the in the federal space as mentioned before, we have a full permission database in the background, so you can even restrict access to only people with certain email. So that and it sounds like that's if I'm understanding correctly, that's something that could be done pretty much at any time. I mean, it didn't have to happen when you were creating the system. That if that information were provided now on a particular parcel, it, that it, it would be easy, easily uh, integrated into the system. Oh yeah, easily updated. Uh-huh. Well, I think that may be a uh, something of interest moving forward. As I said, and I I kind of joked with Quinn about this before. Uh, for old retired surveyors like me who have to hang on to all their documents because you, if they got lost and you ever had to go back and reference them, they aren't anywhere. So have, having the capability, I'm not sure what cost factor is involved in all that, but having the capability to actually get that information into the, the record systems for the jurisdiction where the property lies so that it's easily retrievable would would take a burden off of somebody who just has to hang on to all that stuff. So I'm... I'm Really interested in knowing how this how this works and finding out more about it uh, to share with not only for myself but other people who are in a similar position uh, to what I am in terms of having to hang on to yeah. documents. Exactly, and and that's kind of a problem that you know not just you know your industry but every industry right now is kind of running into. Everybody's got all this physical data, and it's good data, and it's good information that you know is, can be useful down the road to anybody. But how do you use it, you know, when it's all physical? How do you find what you're looking for? And so that's kind of the problem that we're looking to address, you know, across the surveying industry and every industry. You know, I believe you told me that you have a couple file cabinets of old survey documents in your garage or in your I basement. Do. And as a matter of fact, you know? we're about ready to go to break. We'll talk about that a little bit when we come Perfect. back from the break, and then we'll move on to our, our next topic. But let's Perfect. do the break now, and we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 
800-438-0387 or go to quickstake.com that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E dot com and order your samples ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear all of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Quinn, before we, we move on to, I know we want to talk about the, the drone wear and some other things, but just follow up a little bit on what we were talking about there at the end about uh, yeah. digitization of documents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to recap a little bit, you know, so I was saying across all industries, not just the surveying industry, but every industry in general, you know, it's 2017, we have all this data, everybody's got so much data, but how do you use it? Um, how do you find it? You know, when you have a million records in your collection, but you know you have this one document that says this sentence, you know, how can you find that, that document? And that's what we do. You know, we do, we bring that rich search capability to any industry, even if you're searching, you know, on a picture and all you have is the metadata. Or, um, you know, if somebody was out in a survey or out in the field doing a survey and, um, they wanted to, and they had everything in their system, they wanted to just search over a certain file type. You know, we can do that. So we bring all these different rich, um, faceted searches uh, so that everybody can really refine down a search and they can find one document, you know, out of a million. And obviously, um, you know, in your industry, like you said, you have uh, some of those old documents in, you know, in file cabinets in your garage or in basements, and I'm sure that's pretty common uh, across many surveyors. And so how do you get them in a system? You know, obviously, you'd first need uh, to scan them, you know, so you can put them in a digital format. And I believe Dan was mentioning some of our products and services. So we actually do in-house scanning. We have about a million dollars worth of digitization equipment in-house. So we can do that for uh, organizations, but oftentimes, you know, we work about 80% in the... um, federal government and the state and local government. So government agencies usually prefer to do their own digitization. Uh, You know, San Diego County, they have all their documents in-house, so um, they're kind of digitizing them on demand. So when somebody goes into the system and requests a document, um, if they don't have it digitized, then they'll, you know, do it per request, and then they'll get into the system. But um, I'm not sure exactly how many records they have in the system right now. John Siever might know the answer, but it's pretty uh, it's a pretty big collection that they're working with out in San Diego. And we've uh, we spoke with them a couple weeks ago. The system's been live for for a couple months now, and they said that they're getting a pretty good amount of use out of it, and so they're pretty happy with uh, with the final product. Yeah, I can see you were talking about companies uh, are 
governmental entities or whatever having their own scanning capabilities and, and wanting to be able to do that. And I could certainly see that being the case with 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 larger firms. Um, on the on the individual side, where you've got a you know a small business owner who probably doesn't have that digitization capability, um, if I'm understanding correctly, that's something you guys could do for that person if exactly. they if they transfer their files to you or whatever. Exactly. Um, yeah, and so a lot of <clears throat> organizations, even some of the big government, um, you know, if they have millions of stuff to scan and they just don't want to do it, they'll outsource it. You know, to companies like us. Uh, and we can do that. And then usually when we do, um, you know, one of the big draws for people to come to us for the digitization and content conversion is because of our um, Novation product. You know, because when we digitize it, then we, uh, you know, catalog it for them, put it into Novation, and then they have a searchable system. Um, you know, every, all their information, all their physical documents are now on what, online, and they can access it from anywhere. Um, so when we do those digitization services, you know, we bring kind of more, you know, of our, you know, more value to it than just scanning. Um, so does all so that it, information kind of a, Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, when, when all that information gets documented and put into the, the Novation system, um, is, and, and let's say an individual like me did that, then in, a, in order to be able to access that data, do I keep that information where I am, or do you you maintain it and I go there if I want to use it? So um, if I'm understanding your question correctly, there's a couple ways. So our system is entirely web-based, and uh, we can store it in the cloud. Uh, we have partnership with Amazon Cloud as well as Microsoft Azure's cloud. I think we're hosting a little bit over 500 customers in the Amazon cloud right now, actually. And um, so... You could, we could either set it up so that those documents would be stored in the cloud, or we could set it up so that they'd be stored on your server. If you wanted to host the application, you know, if or you know, if an agency, or organization, or company, if they wanted to host it on their own server in house, then we'd set it up that way, or we could set it up in the cloud. Um, did I un- did I understand your question correctly? Yep, you understood it perfectly. That okay. that was what I was getting to was yeah. the, the availability and, of the information is there whether. Yep. I kept it, or whether it's it's on the cloud. Exactly, so that, exactly. Yeah, that, that's and so we're we're pretty flexible with that because you know, like I said, you know, m- much of our work is in the federal space, and they have all these regulations and stuff. And a lot of times, they don't want their data out there, so they want to host it, you know, on their own servers in house, you know, behind a couple big concrete walls, you know. Yeah. But then <laughs> it, yeah, but then it makes more um, economic sense, you know, for some of the small companies, and you know county governments like San Diego to host it in the cloud. And, you know, even in the federal space, we're seeing a big shift uh, over the last, you know, year or two, really. Um, big, you know, agencies are moving to the cloud. Even the governments, you know, realizes the value in cloud computing technology because especially, you know, retiring it all back to surveying, somebody out in the field, if they wanted uh, to run a quick, you know, if they're, doing a survey on a certain property and they want to run a quick search to see what other information they have there or in the subdivision or whatever, uh, you know, our application works on mobile. They can go on their phone or iPad real quick, pull up the site, run a quick search of where they are, and pull up everything, you know, related to where they are. And that's, you know, because it's in the cloud that, you know, you're allowed or you're able to have a high-functioning mobile web-based application as well. Yeah, that that's certainly a great service there, I think, because 
I don't recall ever having gone to the field that I didn't think when I got there, oh, my gosh, I wish I'd brought that document with me. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. So it, it certainly makes a lot of sense to be able to, to go back and, and find that uh, that information. So is this is this what you guys are doing? I mean, obviously, it's a great technology. So how... How widespread is the availability of that? I mean, I know you guys are doing it. I'm just thinking about from the perspective of all the people out there. I'm thinking of all the surveyors, the engineers, all the other businesses that are out there. That I would think the demand would be amazing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've heard good things from everybody we've talked to who's seen it or used it. Um, and right now we're just going, you know, around the country reaching out to the Department of Public Works and, you know, state governments and giving them demos and, just getting the word out there. Um, the San Diego was our first installation, and I believe they went live uh, just at the beginning of this year, I believe. Um, and then they had kind of a, uh, a little period where they're, you know, working out some kinks and everything, and then they went publicly live. Uh, John might know the actual date, but I'm not sure. So right now, we're you know, we're going around. We're reaching out to surveyors across the country, Department of Public Works, you know, everywhere, and... Uh, giving demos and and trying to get this product out there because obviously you know it's it brings a lot of value to the industry and like you said you know you there's never a time where you went out in the field and you know didn't wish you could learn a little bit more about where you were at the time you know right I, I, and even if if i'm understanding this correctly let's say i'm out there and maybe there's some document that isn't even in my files maybe it's in the county's files somewhere exactly i can, I can still go find it right Exactly. So that's uh, that's where we're at right now. So actually, if you know, for anybody who's listening, if you, you're interested, our, our website is ptfs.com, uh, and you can view some collateral, or you can sign up for a demo. You can get on our mailing list, and we'd love to reach out to you guys. And we could always set up, uh, you know, WebEx screen share and just show you how the system works and see if it'd be something that anybody's interested in. Uh, I know you've got a pretty popular web show here, and. We're looking to talk to all the surveyors all across the country, so I'm sure uh, I'm sure there's some people that would be interested in seeing how it works. Um, I know we probably yeah. won't get through our our next topic before the break because we only have about four minutes left. But we can always pick up when we come back, and then we have a few mm-hmm. questions I want to get near the end. But uh, another thing that that we talked about was the the whole droneware thing that you've got going on. Yeah, um, so I'll talk a little bit about it. And then John can uh, John can swing in a little bit, but so Droneware is uh, our you know our newest product. So Novation is our core product, as Dan was saying earlier, and Droneware is kind of Novation's little brother. So Novation is a is an enterprise you know content management system. So it's you know uh, for the enterprise for for businesses and Droneware. We're looking to market that more so to the commercial uh, you know drone market. You know. There's, I don't know how many drones were sold last year, but it seems like all my friends have one. Everybody's got a drone. They're all flying them around. And there's lots of small businesses, like real estate companies and uh, even personal surveyors. They're using drones now uh, to take surveys and stuff. Um, and so, for example, one uh, one person I, I talked to uh, who really liked Joanware down in Orlando last year was a real estate and boat salesman out of Miami. And so what he did is he flew around, like, I don't know, he said he was doing about 10 or 15 missions a day. So we call each drone flight one mission. 
So he was, you know, going around taking pictures of houses, uh, properties, and boats, and then he'd put them on his website, and he was basically a real estate photographer, um, but he used drones. And so he was looking for a system that could kind of catalog and organize all his different missions that he was running and save them by location. And uh, so we actually met him at GeoInt last year, and uh, he, you know, he's a perfect example of the market, even on a commercial hobbyist side, that droneware could be used for. Um, but the idea with droneware is we're, uh, it's on the Amazon marketplace right now. Um, we're looking to get it on just the regular Amazon site, so anytime somebody, you know, buys a drone, then when you're on Amazon, it says users who bought this drone also usually buy this product as well. And we want to try and get, you know, a droneware content management system out there um, and get a bunch of users on it. And we're finishing up some development on it. We're adding a few capabilities right now, but I believe we're going to try and get that uh, live and going out to uh, anybody who wants it sometime this summer. So uh, only a few months away, but we're working on a lot of projects right now. So some of our developers are tied up on other projects, but Droneware is one of our uh, most exciting products, in my opinion, because, you know, the whole drone industry has just taken off. Absolutely. And, uh, well, we, we have about a minute left, so instead of getting John started and then have to stop mm-hmm. him, um, we'll come back with him when we come back from the break, but I had another question. Uh, yeah. This is sort of a, a hypothetical. Looking down the road, do you think people are going to for lack of a better term, stop keeping their own files and start uh, cataloging all their data in, in this manner? I'm, it's hard It's hard to uh, well, look into the future, I know. But yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's almost, yeah, that's an interesting question, Kurt. It's almost kind of philosophical. Um, you know, do people hold their data close to their heart or do they want it shared? And, you know, when you go back to the origin of the Internet, the Internet was almost invented to kind of open source everything, you know, to get information out to everybody and, and you know, data should be free was kind of the, one of the first idea of, you know, the Internet pioneers. And, and we're going to have so, to break, so let me, yeah. let's do that. We'll pick up on yeah, this when we come break. back and then we'll get John on so we can talk about the, the drumware. Right. Yep, sounds good. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number, 800-438-0387, or go to quickstake.com. That's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E.com, and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Attention surveyors, Seanstead announces the Maggie, the next generation magnetic locator. The Maggie combines the best features of two flagship Seanstead products, the sensitivity and precision of the GA52CX and the visual display and single-handed operation of the GA92XT. Contact your dealer for details or go to www.seanstead.com. Seanstead, the best just got better. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. 
We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio. So we're back for our last segment uh, with with Quinn and John. And before we went to the break, I, I sort of posed that question about where where is all this heading? Are, 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 is everybody going to start putting their, their information in the cloud, so to speak, in these types of files? And and then the, the, the follow-up to that question was that, that I think John can address is the whole security of it because security is a big deal with a lot of people. And even with us surveyors, you know, we – we want our information out there available and not in our drawer, but we don't necessarily want everybody else to be able to grab it every moment. Exactly. So if you guys could kind of follow up on that. Yeah, so I'll touch a little bit on it, and then John can, can carry it away there. Um, so backtracking a little bit to before the break. So um, do I think that everybody's going to eventually one day everything's put everything on the Internet? Do I think that? Yes. But, you know, that's probably still a ways down the road. And now the question over, um, you know, let's say I was a surveyor, you know, and I had all these documents, and, and I wanted people to have them, but, you know, I invested my time and my career, you know, without collecting that data and everything. And so let's say I want all this data so that people, you know, can have access to it, but if I wanted to charge, you know, a dollar per document, um, we integrated with PayPal in our system, so people could actually do that if they wanted, or they could make it free. And if they wanted to charge uh, for a document, like San Diego County, um, some of the documents, you know, cost $2 or whatever, depending on what it is. Some are free, um, you know, some are really big maps, so they, you know, they got to pay for the back-end processing, you know, they have people in their desks in there and stuff scanning them and everything, so, you know, they have a little cost recovery built in, um, and that's kind of the idea for integrating with PayPal and the e-commerce platform, um, you know, is for cost recovery. So for those people that do have all these documents, they're not sure if they want them on the Internet, uh, they can watermark them. We have that ability built into our system as well, so that there can be a watermark over all their documents, and they could charge, you know, a dollar or two dollars or a thousand dollars if they wanted to, you know, it doesn't really matter. Um, if people, you know, if the data is useful to people, then I think it's a great thing that they have access to it, whether it costs a couple of dollars or whether it's free. Um, but yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a philosophical question, but I think the direction, I think we're heading in the right direction with that. And John, you were going to talk a little bit about that as well. Yes, I can chime in. Um, some security on the, I guess, the back end of the system. So if, if this system is fully licensed, it's out there, it's available. We have, you, you met our, our sales team, so we're all out there. We're hitting the phones and um, we're meeting new people. And, and the systems, we have a downloader for it. So uh, installing it's real easy, setting it up's easy, um, training's easy. So getting it out there to new new clients is, is we love doing that. That's our favorite part of, of working here. Um, but it comes with two parts. There's the public-facing side, which if you, uh, if the listeners, the listeners are interested, they can go to srs.sandiegocounty.gov, and it's a publicly available site. Um, they can go in, and, and these are uh, posted for sale. So we did an integration with uh, a PayPal system um, to be able to sell the records, and so there we call them libraries, where different data sits. So the public can go in and look for anything. Now, if you have a login, um, the login can be set up to send you to another library. So the user 
wouldn't know if something was there or they would see it or they wouldn't see it, and it doesn't matter. It all depends on where the data resides in the back end of the system, which is the other side, which is the, the admin page. And that's the side that's not available to the public. It's available to um, county employees. So that would be the people, the owners of the data would have that. And so and that would be the case no matter who the owner is, right? Exactly, right. So yeah. the owner can decide what data is out there. Um, they can use this as a management system, you know, keep keep track of everything, um, know what's there. You're the end-all, be-all owner of everything in there. And if you want to <clears throat> provide, you know, a different bucket, a different library to the public, or you want to provide it to somebody else and give them a login, go ahead and uh, then they can come back into the system and, and find what they're looking for and either download it, they can share it, they can send it to their email, they can print it, uh, there's all kinds of things. And then your every user that logs in has a profile, so you can even save it to your profile and come back tomorrow. Right. Well, I know, before I asked that question, I know we were talking about the droneware, so I, I didn't intend to cut that conversation short. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I left any, if I, if I came in before you were finished talking about that or not. So if so, then uh, let's continue with that. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I, that was, um, I wanted to cover a little bit about the security of the system, you know, where it, it's a fully licensed COPS out-of-the-box product, so um, we've banged on it a lot, and we've had a bunch of customers bang on it, so it's pretty uh, well flushed out, um, bug-free. We don't have any issues. <laughs> I wish I could say that honestly, but um, there's always some little, little, little <laughs> you, that needs to That's what you strive for, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> we all strive for those things, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, and touching back ahead. on that real quick, if uh, if anybody, so I know John mentioned it, but just for the people who are downloading this, if they're you know at home later, and they want to just view the the site to see what it looks like, if you just Google San Diego SRS, which stands for Survey Record System, it'll be the first link. Uh, so take a look and and see what you think, and put our words to you know visualize what you heard today. I think uh, you'd see a lot of value in it. And then, absolutely, for anybody who's listening, go to our website and uh, sign up for a demo. I'd love to talk to you. Now, we, we'd we written down a couple other things we might want to touch on, and, and one of them was a system roadmap. And then, if there's time, looking forward to your next iteration or next version of, of this technology. Yeah, so, I, Quinn, I can take this. Um, we are... This system is Novation 6.0. Um, it's our latest version, the San Diego site. So this is the latest and greatest of what you're going to see. And it was designed with the idea of being a platform. So it can bolt on a whole bunch of different other things. Um, the back-end technology is very flexible. It's very open. Um, we can connect to a lot of other late and great technologies that are out there um, just to increase the user's experience. And in the roadmap, we have a couple versions uh, mapped out. Um, different areas that we want to target. Uh, the drones is a big one. Um, there's a lot of neat capabilities that drones can offer, a lot of cool data that drones can make um, in a whole bunch of different arenas, especially with surveyors, um, utilities, inspections, roads. There's all kinds of different things that, that, that drones provide a lot of value for. So that, that would be that's a bolt-on um, to the six platform. Um, we also have, we have a bunch of sites out there, too, uh, that our customers put public with our previous iteration of version 5.5, so you can actually see, um, you know, the next gen, the new version, uh, front and center, so you can go out and view the the 5.5 version, and then you can go to San Diego and see 6.0, um, 
and then you know we have various obviously contact us and, and reach out to us to see what's coming out in 6.1 and 6.2 and so forth. And touching on the roadmap a little bit, so we're one of our advantages of being a small company is um, you know for content management wise is that we're flexible. So every company, every organization has their own needs and desires and wants, which is why in Innovation Six. The next, you know, in our roadmap is more of a bolt-on. So, Novation Five is our current current uh, release, current version, and we have, you know, over the the years, it, it's added capabilities because you will get another big customer and they'll want something added, so we'll build it for them, and then on the next update, all of our customers get that new feature. Um, and so, moving forward, we, you know, we want to almost simplify the use cases for it. And so organizations like, you know, um, Department of Public Works, they don't need necessarily all those crazy geospatial tools that the product has. Um, and so moving forward, we decided a bolt-on, you know, core product, and then you can kind of pick and choose which tools you need, you know, for your solution. And so being a small company, you know, we're, we're a solutions company. So everybody has different problems, and we create the solution. And we have a really good solution, but we, you know, everybody wants it their own special way. And so that's where we're going um, with Novation 6. So it'll just, be, it'll just make it easier for us on our end when we go to install, um, you know, at different locations. It'll just make it way easier. and It just makes more sense, you know, moving forward. It's just easy and intuitive. It just makes sense. You know, I think that's what people look for in anything they buy. I mean, I, you know, thinking back over time, buying all different types of equipment, whether it's theodolites or uh, electronic distance measuring devices or, or drones or whatever the case may be, um, you're, you're always hoping that you're able to continue to use that and do the, as I think you referred to them as add-ons. Um, so that that's always a, a great thing people are looking for, I think, that I can build on this and do more things rather than be stuck with this particular version, so to speak, if I'm understanding you correctly. Exactly. Oh, definitely, definitely. And and to expand, too, um, most survey records and land records are already in a standard TIFF or PDF format, uh, but the system's capability is much broader than that. It goes to satellite imagery, uh, photos. Um, I mean, you, you name it, we can do it, last files, uh, all kinds of different things uh, that the system's capable of handling and managing and displaying uh, quick search and discovery on all kinds of different cool uh, file types and there's even new data being created and, and uh, we're actually we're, we're in a bunch of different uh, markets um, so San Diego is the first one to implement the, the six platform um, but we're talking to many other state uh, local authorities uh, about this system moving forward and we're getting a lot of interest and a lot of traction and, and it's really exciting it's a really good time for us yeah, and um, going off droneware too. Another new market that's you know kind of just a new market in the world, not even just for us, is precision agriculture. So you have all these uh, people flying drones over farms and taking multi-spectral imagery um, using you know lidar, all sorts of cameras, infrared, and they create and it's what's called an NDVI image. And um, you know I'm sure you've seen them, but it's the super you know, high-colored um, images. And it, so they'll fly this drone over a farm, and they can actually – it basically 
visualizes the chlorophyll and like the acidity of the soil and all this stuff of the plants and it'll tell you how healthy the plant is and so this is kind of a huge growing industry um and at some of the trade shows we've been in and uh, some people that have reached out to us via our website um a lot of precision precision ag- precision agriculture uh you know companies small they're all most of them are small companies um and so they don't have a ton of money to buy some complex content management system. And so that's why Droneware is really attracted to them. Um, you know, we're trying to make that, we're trying to get the users up for Droneware, um, you know, once it's full release in a couple months, uh, you know, right. as high as we can go. We're, we're 30 yeah. seconds out, so be sure you 30 go to the, the website again. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, then I will stop talking about Droneware. Um, <laughs> but so two, three things I want to leave your listeners with. Everybody, uh, Google if you want to see our site, go to Google and Google San Diego SRS. It'll be the first link, and that's their most recent implementation in San Diego County. And then please go on our website and uh, reach out to us. Sign up for our mailing list if you're interested, or you can sign up for a WebEx. You can schedule a demo or uh, just find our information and shoot us an email or give us a call. We'd love to talk to you, tell you more. And, uh, Kurt, I want to thank you very much for allowing us to come on your show, and uh, it's been a true pleasure. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Talk to you soon. Thank you very much, Kurt. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Quick Stakes is your answer to staking. Lightweight, easy to ride on, easy to use, easy to find, and won't break your back carrying them like the old-fashioned wooden stakes. Have you tried a sample? If not, get a pen and paper and write down this number. 800-438-0387 or go to quickstake.com that's Q-U-I-K-S-T-A-K-E dot com and order your samples. Ask your surveying supply dealer for quickstakes today. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. America's Web Radio is the most diverse and informative radio station anywhere in cyberspace. We have shows about health, business, current events, entertainment, home care, and everything in between. We appreciate your continued support of America's Web Radio.